Unless you were alive in the 1960s, hats off to all those older SciShow viewers out there, every banana you have ever eaten was pretty much genetically identical. This is a Cavendish, the virtually seedless variety that we all eat today, but it wasn't always our banana of choice. Until the 1960s, everyone was eating the same banana, it was just a different banana, the Gros Michel, a bigger, sweeter fruit with thicker skin. You might notice that banana-flavored things don't really taste like bananas, well, they do. They taste like the Gros Michel. We're not a country that would accept if a ruler tells us, you must do this. I was talking with our UK colleagues just today who were saying, the UK is very similar to where we are now in outbreak because each of our countries have that independent spirit, but we don't want to be told what to do. Well, I understand that, but now is the time to do what you're told. <laughs> and I think it really is something that we should be doing right now. Chicken pot, chicken pot, chicken pot pie. I feel like we have come full circle. I am yes. the Rabbi Colonel Dave. Doctor, we Rabbi have. Colonel Dave. Yeah, yeah. We have come full circle. And we are beginning the lockdowns again while our esteemed President Day governor of California said Gavin Newsom before cackling and exploding into bats attends parties and uh, with a lot of people when he tells us not to so I am the right reverend Rodbo Laird of Oakdale indeed I uh, I am sitting here even as we tape this we for those of you who don't know we tape this on Sunday mornings Pacific time and even as I sit here watching my beloved NFL, completely aside, because this is what happens to me as I get distracted with things. So I was flipping channels, and the Washington, not the Redskins game was on a few minutes ago. And as you may know, there's been a lot of controversy about the Washington football team yeah. not being the Redskins. And so the yeah. guy that's doing the color on the broadcast, you could tell he was getting confused because he was having a hard time not calling them the Redskins. <laughs> and he referred to them, and I'm quoting here, as, quote, the Washingtons. <laughs> and I thought to myself, all this marketing effort and everything they're putting yeah. into it, solved right there. That is The Washingtons. The, the Washington Washingtons. Yeah. Works for me. Anyway. I still think they would have made money if they would have done Washington team football and did followed in our line of the WTFs. That that would have worked. They would have made a ton of money. They would have sued us for everything we have because of copyright infringement. Hey, we came up with the idea. What are Doesn't you talking matter. about? Don't, oh God, you don't you don't understand how this works, do you? So in 1996 in Atlanta, there was a company called Olympic Painting that had been in business in Atlanta for literally 80 years got sued by the Olympic Committee for copyright infringement for calling themselves Olympic and lost. They had to rename their 80-year-old company because of the Olympics. Well, but the, the Olympics have been around for a lot longer than 80 years, though. Right, Not but, trademarked necessarily, but, but... You know, I mean, does, it, does anybody really think that Olympic painting is competing no. with the... I mean, ridiculous. Which yeah. is what I'm. What I was trying to say was, even as I'm watching my beloved Washingtons, and they're not my beloved Washingtons. I don't like them at all. But um, I may have to change <laughs> that if they change the name to that. Uh, yeah. Even as I sit here, I am waiting patiently. I have the TV on in the background, and Governor Zero is supposed to come out in 15 minutes and announce his new lockdown, which he warned us about on Friday. Yeah. He had a press conference on Friday from his couch. With his wife sitting next to him, looking at him like a pet dog. Neither of them wearing masks. Him explaining to us that we'd better get our act together or else he was going to have to take action. And so then, giving us plenty of time to take act, to get our stuff together. That was Friday. On Monday, or Sunday, he's announcing. And, and of course, the Seattle Times already has all the details. So I don't know why I'm bothering to watch the, the presser. No. Except that the only thing that they haven't announced is how long. It could be Do you four think weeks. they're actually going to announce how long? I think they have to. 
They have to tell you how. I mean, Oregon, well, yeah, two weeks. Even freeze, if they right? do, right, two weeks to slow the spread, and here we are. How many months later? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if they announce a date. They're, they'll just extend it. Right. But in, in, this isn't March. This is November. This is two weeks before Thanksgiving. So if you said right now, six weeks, what happens economically if you say six weeks today? If he comes out today and says, stores are shut down six weeks. Uh, I think that's the end of a lot of stores. They'll just close. And what happens to if all those employees? Well, then they're uh, unemployed and on unemployment. And when does this happen, Rod? Right before, does, right right before, before Christmas? Christmas. Yeah, lovely time. He, I mean, he's got to say four weeks, because if he says six weeks, then it goes to Christmas. As it is, it's Thanksgiving. That's bad enough. Yeah. But if he extends this out through Christmas... He may, uh, he may have to take that job with the Biden administration because he's going to get run out of here on rails. Oh, yeah. Well, and people, you know, people are uh, more and more people are not taking these lockdowns seriously. Right. Because Why because they? of people like, you know, Gavin Newsom. You know, and all right. Do as I say, not as not as what I do. Right. For those of you who missed the story, was that Friday that happened? I, I'm not sure when the story broke, but. So Gavin Newsom, yesterday. who is uh, Mr. Lockdown in California, has uh, admitted, he admitted that he went to a and party. Apologized. Well, yeah, of course he apologized. I feel much better that he apologized. He apologized <laughs> that he got caught? Yeah. His apology, right, so he, he goes to a party at a very exclusive French yeah. restaurant. And then apologize. But did you read his actual apology? Did you read the verbatim? I, of it? I didn't read it. I just saw I saw the uh, news report of it last night. He said, quote, I knew I, I knew better. Oh. OK, so you knew better, but you did it anyway. So why should we listen to you? So right? what the hell does your I'm sorry mean? It doesn't mean anything. To the thousands of care. people who are unemployed, who are struggling, who are concerned about whether or not they can have grandma and grandpa over for Thanksgiving. Yeah. They're, they're, I don't know if we've reached a height of hubris when it comes to politicians in this. I, I've said from day one, Rod, this is, this is me all the way back to March. The problem is this state of emergency that gives these people all this power. Yeah. that they think they can then turn around and use. Imagine if we were going through this whole thing, the same, everything is the same, except there is no state of emergency. There's no government, state government, that can order these shutdowns or stuff like that. Are, is, is anything different? Well, I mean, uh, as long as the reporting is, is fair, inaccurate in, in what's going on, and not this fear mongering that we've seen. Um, you know, I, I know those that are at risk should take precautions and would be, would take precautions. I know we do. That's one of the reasons how is why. How that any different from flu season? Or as you've well, said, for people with compromised immune system, how is that any different from every other day? It's not. We've been <laughs> we've been social distancing for two years, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, because the flu could could be deadly. Mm -hmm. So. We're taking precautions and we're not, you know, we weren't to the nth degree that everyone else is, is mandating, but we, we were taking our own precautions. So that's liberty in my mind. Right. And, and making a judgment about what is best for me yeah. is different than me deciding what is best for you. Which is why I think so many people have reacted negatively, not just to Governor Newsom's I don't even know hypocrisy. How to hypocrisy is that the right word for it? Well, it, it is. It is hypocrisy, hubris. but the hubris is is more. I mean, it's almost like I don't care. And even though I got caught, well, I knew better, but it doesn't apply to me. Nancy Pelosi announcing that the welcome dinner for the freshman congressman will go on. Yeah, in Washington D.C. because mm, it's more important. 
Oh, we're social distancing, but... Yeah, I, I think they're, they're treating themselves like they're nobility. Like they're royalty. Right. And the election didn't seem to didn't seem to phase them at all with any of that it no. hasn't seemed to hasn't seemed to fill in that blank at all um despite all of this people are looking at this going mm, why should we listen to you and that's the one reaction and then the other reaction yeah. is well why don't you care about one life you're going to kill someone with your I, I, I swear to God, I read an article this week. I was going to talk about it on the show, and then it just it made me so mad, this article did, that I ended up talking to my wife about it, which is something I don't normally do when it comes to my show. I don't normally discuss topics with my wife because I don't like to talk politics with my wife. For <laughs> it, it just gets her too spun up. It really does. Yeah. I'm sorry, well, but it, it does. Um it's a very wise decision. Yeah, she gets enough of that at work. Anyway, the point being that this article was about how my grandfather, the, the writer's grandfather, who was 85 years old, with a weakened immune system already, and numerous other ma- medical comorbidities, as we would say, yeah, died of COVID, died with COVID. But that's not what killed him. That's the actual t- title of the article. My grandfather died with COVID-19, but that's not what killed him. Want to take a guess at what killed him? Someone not wearing a mask. According to her article, it was Trump encouraging you and me not to wear masks. That killed her grandfather. And I thought, how do you ever overcome this? How do we ever get to the point where, again, a disease that, again, nobody's arguing whether the disease exists or not. Nobody's arguing whether the disease is painful or not. But a disease with a 99.7% survival rate is not something that in many of our minds is worth shutting down everything over. It's just not. Yeah. And this, this fear and this, this shaming, this fear of shaming, what do you mean you're not afraid of it? I get these emails, Rod, you know, I'm, a, I'm involved in a veterans group yeah. that has had to, because of this, cancel a lot of things. Well, we decided we were going to try to have a small gathering here in November because we could legally yeah. and we could. So we decided we were going to go ahead and do it. Let's see the emails I'm getting. What are you crazy? You can't do that. What are you, what are you nuts? My, we will not be participating. I will not be. I've gotten it for every email saying, yeah, I'll beat there for the head count. I've yeah. gotten 10 saying it's too dangerous. Well, then that's fine. Don't come. That's my response. I get it. You make a decision. Yeah. Not like you normally come to things anyway, so what difference does it make <laughs> at this point? But at the, in the broad spectrum of things, this fear shaming, this idea that anybody who isn't terrified of this is a problem, culminates in what I think, and, and we're going to get into this a little bit deeper here, what I think is one of the most outrageous examples of government hubris I've ever seen. A man who has no standing in the real world. Okay, he's a doctor. BFD, a doctor of what? So he did, well, he did what, six years, six years of of school plus. And then went to work for the government where he's been for God only knows how long. Yeah. Sits in an interview and says... Look, I get it. People don't like to be told what to do. But Americans need to do as they're told. Dr. Anthony yeah. Fauci announced the other day that we need to do as we're told. Because if we don't do as we're told, there's almost this Damoclean sword hanging over us that he's personally got the scissors for the string and, and apparently... Now that the election's over, I thought Biden was going to cure COVID. Right? Isn't that what he said? We're going to cure yeah. COVID? Didn't he actually say that? He did. Um, now that, now that you know, the Trump, who's killed this woman's grandfather, is no longer going to be there, well, now you do as you're told or dot, dot, dot. Yeah. I have absolutely no respect for that political hack, Fauci, because that's what he is. 
because he came out and said that we didn't masks weren't important. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then and that and then it comes to light that, oh, no, well, we should be wearing masks. I only said that is what he quote said, because he didn't want people to to buy all the N95 masks that the healthcare workers needed. It's like, really? I have absolutely no respect for him. I don't. You know, respect is earned, not given. And I think that in watching Dr. Fauci's flip-flops, and, and see, here's the problem. You have to temper some of that with he's a political hack. He's an apparatchik whose yeah. job depends on the man in the Oval Office, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. That right there makes him suspect because sometimes he's going to suck up to the guy in the Oval Office and sometimes he's not. Yeah. It depends on if he thinks the guy in the Oval Office is going to fire him from his cushy government job, which he's probably already vested in a massive retirement sure. many, many times anything you'll ever make in your life, uh, or not, or whether he'll be able to retire without being fired. So there's a certain level of that. but. To watch some of the stuff that's going on, I mean, his his first pitch throw out at the Senators game. I mean, you know, it, it's become obvious here with Newsom and with Zero Inslee and the likes of that, that we are clearly being played, especially when thinking people say to themselves, if this really is what we're being told it is, we're doing everything wrong. Why yeah. is it this mask? I, I said this the other day. I go to the gym. I got to wear a mask from my car to the treadmill. On the treadmill where I'm working out, breathing hard, sweating, you know, spit, you know, the the things that happen when you work out. Don't got to wear a mask there. Yeah. (laughs) If this is really that bad, why is the gym even open? Well, of course, as of 11 o'clock today, it ain't going to be. Yeah. Because zero is going to uh, zero us out again. Do what you're told, he said. When I posted this, because I was frustrated, I posted this. And, you know, again, I don't respond to responses on my my posts. I never do. So for those of you that are still upset about that, I have one thing to say. Um, wah, deal with it. It's who I am. Okay? I let people say what they want to say. I get... I, I used to say this when I was on radio. I get three hours a day to say everything I want. Why do I need to talk now? Your turn. Yeah. Same on these postings. It's 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 the same thing. The uh, the bottom line is, I don't I don't care. I I it's not that not that yeah I don't disagree with you or agree with you or whatever. You just don't need that. You don't need that dopamine from me. <laughs> and if you do, there's something wrong with you. So I posted this, and of course this set off a firestorm of argument, as you've probably seen, with including the argument of, don't you remember when? We Americans would cooperate with the government to defeat an existential threat. I should look up the actual quote because I'm not doing it justice (laughs) at this point. But the implication was, remember when we would do things, you know, when the government would tell us to do something and we would just do it because it was best for everybody. Remember that was was the was the implication of the of the quote. Where the hell did I find it? Okay, here it is. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, let's see. Uh, the actual quote is, remember reading about how Americans refuse to recycle metal and wouldn't ration food, gas, and clothing to help defeat a common enemy? <laughs> yeah. Now, you may say to yourself, well, what's this guy saying? Well, what he's saying is, during the Second World War, when rationing went into place and people did those things, yeah. except that this guy who said that wasn't there, and neither was I. I know a couple people who were, yeah. and believe me, they have very strong opinions about the government's mismanagement, mismanagement of rationing and how <laughs> cooperative people seem to get benefits and people who weren't necessarily cooperative uh, didn't get the same level of benefits, didn't get the same level of whatever. And so... Saying to us that simply obey because it's what's best for us in the face of scientific evidence that it may not actually be what's best for us. Is that patriotic? I'm not convinced that 
I'm not uh, convinced that this freeze is for the best of us. I, I'm not convinced of that no. at all. Well, because well, there's no account for the livelihoods that that people have. I mean, I just I got a haircut last Saturday before I went away, and I asked my barber, "I'm like, how are you surviving? How's it going?" He's like, "I'm barely surviving." I think if they have to close down again, and this is the barber that was cutting my hair back in the eighties when I was in junior high school. He's, he's an old guy and he is, he's a family run business and he doesn't know if he's going to make it. If he has to close down again. I don't know how anybody's going to make it. I really don't. I, I'm watching this going. It, it's not possible. I, I, the, the, the whole idea here. And, and of course there is a problem here. And the, the, one of the problems is that, this whole thing was presumed initially to be a political move to, um, what's the word for it, you know, to hurt Trump, even though sure. it was questionable as to how that would be because it wasn't, the, it wasn't the president doing stuff. It was the governors destroyed the economy that was, was doing well and blah, blah, blah. Now we're told that the economy was not doing well. I don't know if you've heard that. I haven't right heard that. that. Yes, we're we're told now that it wasn't wasn't doing well, and so it wasn't this. And anyway, so there was this widespread belief that this was all a political move. But now the president is out. The new president is coming in, who's promised to cure COVID, by the way, and bring back baseball. He's going to do that. Yeah, have faith. He's not going to do that lockdown, though. But it's now we're doing work. a lockdown again. Yeah. So. And everyone's going to have to wear masks. Well, everyone. Isn't it odd, though, that this is the day after all these protests, these conservative protests are in the street all over the country? Oh, yeah. Mm. After everyone's done celebrating the whole Biden victory. Right. right. With no masks, sharing champagne. So is it patriotic to do as we're told? What happens when the vaccine comes out? Seattle Times has an article this morning. Not recommending you read the Seattle Times. I don't until my I do until my free articles run out after a day. <laughs> Just happened to catch this one today. They're concerned because the the headline is that the vaccine may not return everything to normal. It won't because because quote fifty percent of people polled again who cares what a poll says <laughs> are saying now that they won't take that they'll refuse the vaccine, which is not sufficient scientifically to make a vaccine work if 50 percent of the people won't take the vaccine it won't it won't i see you know won't herd immunity whatever the whatever the yeah whatever the phrase is cure prevent stop the spread of of covid if 50 percent of us won't take it so what happens then do we do as we're told I don't know. You know, at some point, liberty has to come into play here because that's what we're losing. Does it? As a part of this. It does. You know, I, I. You believe that and I believe that. But you think Joe Biden believes that? Oh, not at all. If, for him, it's about power and money. I mean, ultimately. So what's it about to the idiots that voted for? Sorry, the people that voted for him. What's it about to them? They hated Trump. The majority of which hated Trump. They just wanted Trump out of office. Okay. So they were willing to. They were idiots. They they didn't they didn't look at what is really at stake here, and they they were so emotionally tied up with hating one man that they they didn't realize that what they were voting for. I'm still trying to analyze it. I'm still I'm still intrigued by the whole thing because I, I there's some. There's some interesting patterns to this that I'm not convinced. Look, again, I'm not the guy that's going to sit here and tell you that there was widespread voter fraud. I know what my compatriots in this business are saying, and I know why they're saying it. And they're saying it because you want to hear it. It'll tickle your ears and you'll tune in more and you'll listen to more ads. But I'm not necessarily the guy that's going to tell you that because, number one, show me the Show me the evidence and don't show me your Facebook post of the, of the graph. That's not evidence. Yeah. That's a Facebook post. If you don't have an actual evidence, I'm not interested, but bottom line is Rod, here's the thing. The effort that went into this, this is what I said the other day on my show, the, the, the Democrat party 
Democratic Party, literally put everything they had into this election mm-hmm. and barely, barely won. Yeah. And after even lost, us for lost ground. Yeah, and and after telling house. us for weeks that they were going to win in a landslide. Lost in the House, lost key senatorial races, um, things like that. It, uh, bottom line is the Republican Party, the party, the Republicans, mm-hmm. barely did anything at all. They, the Republican Party, from what I can see, put no effort into this at all. It was all it was like they didn't no. care. The Republican Party. Yeah. The Trump because campaign the, is different story. They wanted to return. They, they really wanted to return to the swamp, the institutionalized right. politicians. Of course, they do. Of course they do. Because that's, so, that's who they are. But what does that tell you? I mean, if the Republican Party had made any effort at all, if they'd have made, if the Republican Party in California had made literally any effort at all in 1916, Woodrow Wilson would have been unelected. Yeah. If the Republican Party had made any effort at all this year, would Trump have been reelected? Now, you're sorry, I think you're, they, they may have focused on the smaller races because they did see gains in that. Right. The 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 fringe element will tell you it wouldn't have made any difference because the democrats were cheating anyway and they oh, were yeah. just you know i don't again until you can show me some evidence i'm not going to go down that path do i think there was cheating yes there's always cheating every election and it's there's on some both sides. form right it's just not this mass right. widespread well it was i mean it's been that i mean it's <laughs> we've had elections where literally people were pulling guns on people telling them to change their but, votes yeah. but you know 1960 was a huge question mark. It's not organized fraud. (laughs) It's it's very much the the small cell type of fraud. I come back to (laughs) do as I'm told. I come back to this attitude of do as you're told or else dot, dot, dot. And it was just sort of left hanging in the air. If we don't do as you tell us to do, then what? Yeah. You know, Biden's already said he's going to undo all of Trump's everything on day one. He's got a day one agenda. Remember when Obama had that too? <laughs> he was going to yeah. close Gitmo on day one. Remember he signed that? I big, remember that. Big thing, he was going to close Gitmo day one. Signed an executive order to close Gitmo. Last yeah. time I checked, uh, still Gitmo's there. still open. So, you know, I'm just saying, just because... Just because you have spoken doesn't necessarily mean reality. And one of the best articles I ever read, and I, I can't, I found it a few months ago, and I, I printed it and saved it, but I don't have a clue where I saved it. Do you remember 2008 election, Obama going on and on and on about how there was no real existential threat, all these people were just making this up to scare, it was just the bloody flag thing. Sure. And then after he's elected, he goes to his inaugural balls and has to leave one of him because the Secret Service, along with the FBI and the CIA, explained to him that, yeah, you need to get out of here now. <laughs> and the reporter that was embedded with him, I guess, wrote an article some years later about how you could literally see his attitude change like that. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, oh wait, <laughs> this is real? I don't know yeah. if Biden's going to realize that or not. I don't, I don't know if Biden's going to go into the office and go, you know, maybe it's not all that great an idea to ruin the economy just, just to punish people. Maybe that's not really a great idea. I don't know that he's going to do that. But he might. Yeah, I don't know. I know he thinks masks are effective, and so he's going to tell us that we have to wear them and do as you are told or... Dot, dot. Yeah. I don't know what to do, man. I feel like we've come completely full circle. I really do. Yeah. I feel like this is where we started. Nice haircut. Yeah, and this, is, this isn't to knock the seriousness of the coronavirus. You know, I, I think this last week I found out that I had an acquaintance, uh, the first acquaintance that I know of that has that passed because of the coronavirus. And I've got some other friends that are that are sick with it. 
Um, but, uh, you know, it is, it is serious, but just take reasonable measures to protect yourself and your family. It doesn't mean we need the government to tell us what to do. And that, my friends, but that's, that's the question. We don't need the government to tell us what to do. We don't need the government to tell us what to do, but we live under a government, state and national, that uh, believe that that's now their role to tell you what to do or else. Yeah. Dot, dot. Nice haircut, by the way. Well, thank you. It's Rod Bow's Beer of the Week. So for the listeners that listened to last week's episode, we discussed that uh, I was heading out of town, going to Pismo for the week, and we live here in the Central Valley. And so uh, part of the drive is it, it takes us through Paso Robles. And uh, one of the things that I like to do is just to stop at this little-known brewery called Firestone Walker. They make some great beer. But one of the one of the best beers that I've come across that they make is their anniversary ale. Every year, they they take a blend of barrel-aged beers and they mix it together to create a unique uh, limited edition anniversary ale. And I know that BevMo will carry it from time to time, so you can get them, but it's it's they're dated for every year. But so this year, I, I went and I tried this year's anniversary ale. And basically, they, they've taken six six different barrel-aged beers, mixed them together, and it's just the blend is so wonderful. It's such a great such a great beer. And so I would highly recommend checking out BevMo. It's the Firestone Walker Anniversary Ale. Seems counterintuitive, but that on the surface of it, that sounds like it would be a bad idea. It it sounds like it would, but man, they do they do some wonderful things. It tastes so good. Mm. You should try it, Dave. I think you'd like it. You like the stout well, type of ales. I'd love to go over to BevMo and see if they have it, but from what I'm reading coming across the wire right now, that may not be possible anymore. Well, they should still have a pickup. You could probably order it and pick it up. Yeah, great. Because that's what I really want. I'm locked down. I really just want to get in the car and go pick something up and come back. <laughs> so, got an email this week. Because, you know, listeners are two weeks behind. So, yes. they're just catching up on the Samheim show for okay. Halloween. During which we discuss the fact that I hate circus peanuts. Yes. Because they are, well, let's face it, they were invented by Satan, and they are spread <laughs> across the surface of this planet by his minions. And this emailer is concerned because he wanted to know if, if there was something else. I think I told you some weeks ago that there were three things that make me throw up right away, and I wouldn't yeah, tell I you what I'm... they were. Yeah. So... He goes on to, which is related to what I'm talking about. Don't get lost. But um, anyway, he goes on to explain to me in this email that circus peanuts aren't bad because he and his wife love bananas. He likes the greener bananas. She likes the riper bananas. And the circus, right. pana the circus peanuts, I guess, have banana flavoring, which is supposedly the riper bananas, which he doesn't care for. The sweeter ones, yes. Right. So... He's concerned about this. No, of course, <clears throat> the problem with all of this is that banana flavoring has nothing to do with bananas. Because the, the banana that they use to do banana flavoring is extinct. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did not know that. Bananas that you buy at your store are actually all cloned bananas. They're all, they're all Gen cloned. genetically cloned. Right. Because I guess we, we humans got rid of the sucky bananas and we kept the one we liked. It's sure. weird to me because, as it turns out, he wanted to know if I like bananas. And the answer to your question is unequivocally, absolutely, without any hesitation, no. I hate bananas. <laughs> In that pantheon of things that will make me instantaneously throw up, bananas is, are, or bananas is, bananas are on that list. Really? Not because of the flavor. I actually like banana flavoring. It's because the consistency? A, it's the texture. There is okay. something about the texture of a banana that just does not work for me at all. Never has. So like a banana cream pie, you'd be fine with as long as you didn't have the banana. As long as there weren't banana chunks in it. Yes. Okay. I My son likes these uh, candy Lego bricks. 
They're, I've not seen those. Yeah, they're they're kind of hard to explain, but they're Lego bricks, but they're candy. They're sugar. They're they're basically sweet tarts in the shape sure. of Lego bricks, not quite as big. And the yellow ones are banana flavored. And those are the ones that I like to eat because nobody else will eat them. I don't know why. <laughs> but I eat those anyway. I, I love banana flavoring. I will not eat bananas. So the answer to your question, emailer is that no, I'm not eating bananas or on that list of things that will make me instantaneously, instantly up Chuck in your direction. <laughs> and it, if it's one of those three things, I don't even care who I hit. So it's not like, it's not like I try to get to the bathroom or anything or try to get out of the way. No, man. If it's on that list and it's one of those things that I feel like somebody intentionally gave me, hmm. I'm I'm almost aiming, and bananas are on that list. I'm not going to tell you what the other things are because I want people to. You know. uh, I yeah, there's some textures that I, I just can't stand, um, and and some flavors, but I don't have anything that I instantly get sick on. Ugh. Bananas, man! I I love the smell of banana. My wife loves bananas. I have to go every time I go to the store. It's can you pick up three or four green bananas? Yeah. yeah. I can do it. I don't mind the smell. I don't mind the taste in the, the, the flavor, yeah. but the actual texture of a banana, not even with your lips, emailer. I am not eating it's that. Kind of like baby food in a way. Worse. Worse. At least baby food is smooth, right? For the most part. Yeah, I guess. So it's like pudding. Even the green beans are like pudding. Yeah. Right. And, but, but bananas themselves, I don't... I wish I knew what the texture was. It's one of the things I used to say on the, the radio show was, I wish I liked bananas, but I yeah. don't. <laughs> not eating them. Nope. Not even going to try. Not even. It's, it's, it's one of those things that makes me say WTF, man. I ain't eating a banana. <laughs> Speaking of WTF, uh, so my, my article this week, Comes comes to us from Georgia, uh, from the Charlotte Observer. The state, okay, so it's the state of Georgia. Yeah. So there, there's a, a Georgian woman faces charges after police say she posed as a federal agent and demanded free food from employees at a local Chick-fil-A. Yeah. For some reason, she thought that uh, yeah, being an FBI agent would score her some free food. Well, it probably would if she was really an FBI agent. Uh, yeah, really? In Georgia? Well, look, I lived in Georgia for a decade, man. And I'm telling you, Chick-fil-A in Georgia is like McDonald's everywhere else. Okay. Everybody All loves right. Chick-fil-A. And there are well, dozens of them. So this, this woman from, from actual, she was actually from Dallas, was arrested and charged with impersonating a public officficer after employees dialed 911 to f following her latest attempt to score, latest, latest attempt, attempt. <laughs> to score a complimentary meal, according to the arrest report posted by the Rock Mart Police Department. Wow. Okay, well, yeah, you know, Chick-fil-A is good, but I don't, you know, do you need to get free meals? And you know, people do weird things, man. They do weird things. I just, yeah. uh, we got a Chick-fil-A here, but it's 36 miles away. That's and so we will, we will on, a, on occasion, we will say to ourselves, today is a Chick-fil-A day. And we will literally drive to Tacoma to go to Chick-fil-A and then turn around and come back. An hour and a yeah. half in the car to eat Chick-fil-A. It's, it's good. We didn't, I think the closest one now we have, I think it's a Manteca. Well, the worst part about it is the Chick-fil-A is right next door to Krispy Kreme, so, which is oh. also the only one we have around here. Well, you get donuts for the, the next day. <laughs> next day? What are you? <laughs> WTF, man. What are you talking about next day? My WTF story is from Nate Silver at 538. Oh, good old Nate. Right? Nate's the guy that got everything wrong. Yeah. But he, he, he wrote an article this week, and I'm going to talk about it on my show tomorrow, but he wrote okay. an article this week, so I'm not going to get too detailed here. So everybody's questioning these polls. Well, how did you get everything wrong? And you know what his response to this is? No. Well, we didn't get everything wrong. We got it all right. You're just upset because we weren't 100% right. 
and super duper accurate. He actually takes the time to explain that in picking Biden to win in a landslide, they picked Biden to win in a landslide because they knew that he could absorb a statistical error. And the problem with all this stuff isn't the people who are interpreting these polls for you. I'm not making this up. He actually says, well, he doesn't say it, but one of the guys that works with him says this. The problem is the people who answer the polls. They're, quote, really weird people, unquote. So let's get this straight. Pollsters just call people at random. And the people that answer the polls are really weird people. Exactly. And that's why you think the polls were all wrong. And that's why he thinks you should stop thinking that way and start more appreciating what he does. And others. That doesn't make any sense. What an idiot. <sighs> well, there you go. It's uh... Now it is time once more for Dave's Historical Rabbit Hole of the Week. Brought to you by... Bumble Nugget, Colorado. On scenic US 160, on the banks of the San Juan River... Home of Dave's Dead Horse Farm. Open weekdays and Sundays after church. So, I'm fascinated by places that have names. I mean, all places have names, but the, the process by which places get named. For example, Colorado. Spanish for red lands, right? Yeah. Because Colorado has a lot of red. Oklahoma, land of the red man. From the, I believe it's the Cherokee. Might be Creek. I'm not sure. Um, Louisiana, named after King Louis, who, by the way, uh, lost it to Charles, and they never changed the name to Charliana, but, you know. Charliana. Georgia, named after <laughs> Prince George. Uh, Virginia, named after the Virgin, Virgin Queen Elizabeth, so forth and so on. Sure. Idaho. You know what Idaho is named after? The potato? I don't no. know. Idaho is literally made up. They literally made up the name Idaho because they, they didn't know what else to they <laughs> What should we name it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> hey, that sounds good. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. It's literally a made up name. That's too funny. State of Washington is named after Washington. Uh, you got Indian tribes that are, you know, Utah is named after the Utes. You've got Iowa. The Dakotas are named after Lakota tribes and so forth and so on, right? Yeah. By the way. Your, your weird historical fact of the day. Which state is older, North Dakota or South Dakota? As a state, which one is older? I No I one know. knows. You know why really? no one knows? Why? Because they both became states on the same exact day. And Benjamin Harrison took the two statehood declarations and mixed them up and hid them from everybody else so no one but he would know which one was actually born first. Oh, that bastard. <laughs> anyway one of the most interesting state names however is a state that is familiar to both of us Ron it is yep. a place that we both I guess kind of like yeah. California yeah California what is California named for I, I, I don't know hmm. anybody know well as it turns out yes we do and how do we know this well History, people, that's how we know. Yeah. Way back in the 15th century, when the new lands were being explored and maps were being drawn that had no accuracy to them at all because nobody knew anything about anything, Cortez and his men, after wiping out the Aztecs, stumbled across an island. This island was interesting, and as it turns out, quite beautiful, and they named it Baja California. Okay. Turned out not to be an island. Turned out to sure. be a peninsula, an isthmus, whatever you want to call it. And it actually turned out to be part of a, a big state called California, including Alta California, which way they would later call it, Upper California, and Baja California, the island. But they thought it was an island because, well, let's face it, they didn't have satellites, they didn't have drones, and yeah. really, who wanted to walk around this entire thing just to find out what it was? When you yeah. can just draw a map, send a letter to King Charles and say, hey, we found an island. And we named it California, Baja California. The reason they named it California was at the same time that this age of exploration was going on, there was a great deal of 
mm, romance noveling going on. Really? People writing romance stories for the Hallmark Channel, I guess, of the day, which were very yeah. popular and very interesting to people. And these romance novel people, these romance story people, would incorporate the new discoveries of the new lands with its mystery and its weirdness as part of the stories, much like Tolkien would do later with Middle Earth and others would create these universes, Cluthu and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff, to entertain and make people wonder. I wonder if such a place could really exist. And in one of those stories, a guy wrote a book in which he described an island called California, which was in the new land. But it wasn't clear. I mean, it wasn't, the island wasn't called California, but yeah. this island wasn't clear exactly where it was because it had only been discovered. And it was covered entirely and peopled entirely by women. There were no men allowed on this island. Oh, okay. Which, of course, nobody yeah. ever asks the question, how do they... Yeah, how do they yeah, procreate and reproduce those kinds of things i mean the rest of it you kind of go okay well that's the good makings of a of a you porn movie but you know yeah. so <laughs> the rest of it you, you kind of go with but but there's some practical issues and sure. these women were ruled over by a queen who was black and okay. large gigantic amazonian almost oh really and rode a giraffe as did all of her minions on her island they rode giraffes which they would uh, use to track down men and eat them should they come to their island. Okay. And of course, uh... this island eventually had to be conquered by the conquistadors who okay. were there. It's interesting because there's a lot of social stuff in this whole thing, but <laughs> the Spanish weren't all that interested in subjugating people by race. No. Because they saw all these people as potential converts to Catholicism. Mm -hmm. So they didn't really care what color you were as long as you listened to them preach, right? Sort so they, they weren't there for the huge tracts of land. Well, yeah, they were, but <laughs> but according to their, the primary goal was to win converts for Christ and the church. Well, to win them for the church is what they'd say, which they assumed was Christ, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. so they end up converting the queen. And she ends up subservient to a, to a Spanish man and all is well. But her name, they named Baja California. They named her, her name was California. So they named Baja California, California after California. The, the hero of this story, that the heroine of this story, who was a heroine, not because she was strong, mighty, black, any of that stuff, but because she allowed herself to be subjugated by the Spanish and converted to Christianity. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, in the world of Spanish um, 15th century romance novels, that's a home run. There you go. So, so California is basically a made-up name. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, but, it, but it is named after this, this queen, this Amazonian yeah. queen. I thought With it was interesting. tracts of land. Well, yeah. Fascinating to me. I, I, I read that book I was telling you a couple weeks ago about the West of the Revolution. I, I just continue to be appalled by the fact that the Spanish were able to conquer all of the West with about a thousand people. I mean, literally. Brilliant. It was really. I mean, when you think about it. <sighs> what an investment. And it wasn't even their guns. I mean, it was just the fact that they were too stubborn to quit. Yeah. I mean, really, it, it wasn't because the, the, the Native Americans had guns, too, that they would either trade for or steal. But the bottom line is, it was just literally just the Spanish stubbornness. No, we're not leaving. We're, because, because some of them, not the soldiers, but yeah. some of them were there to convert people for, for the church. <clears throat> so they wiped out, wiped out hundreds of indigenous tribes with their diseases and starvation and hunting the yeah. beavers and no oh, the whole thing about the acorns in the bay area acorns acorns are a food source did you know you know that acorns are yeah, a food source, I, but I they are that, considered yeah. a very poor food source they are not high protein stuff yeah. like that so they were a food source of last resort 
which is why the native tribes there were, it, were cultivating them, because the Spanish had driven out all the other game. Hmm. And so when they starved them on acorns, then they just sort of absorbed them and took over. Dang. Pretty amazing stuff. Anyway, that's, uh, that's what happened there. Are you ready for this week's... Listener City of the Week. Alex, I need that. I'm ready. That. I, Alex, yeah, if yeah. you're listening, I need that. Listener City of the Week. Otherwise, it's just kind of blase. So I got to find it here. Where did I put this? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I read all this stuff. This week's Listener City of the Week is, a, is one I've actually been to. Another one I've actually been to. Although I don't really remember being there, to be honest with you. One of those places <laughs> you just kind of drive through and you go, okay. The, uh, the medium income of this city is $60,870, and it is listed as one of the, quote, best driving routes in the country. Really? Yeah. And it actually is. Um, again, I was there. I didn't really notice it. <laughs> I was sort of like, well, you know, like, well, Okay. It was founded in 1957 by Percy L. Hedgecock and his brother-in-law, as well as his cousin Jimmy, because everybody has a cousin Jimmy, right? Mm, <laughs> Hedgecock. I don't. I actually cousin. don't. Everybody has a cousin Jimmy. He was the mayor from 1957 until 1973. Speaking of places that have uh, entrenched governments. Anyway, it's Satellite Beach, Florida which was awarded there the first annual Florida Excellence in Coastal Management Award in 1994. Huh. In 2010, the city began planning for a rise in sea level, resulting from global warming, and they became one of the first places in the United States to, uh, to participate in an initiative to install solar planning panels on municipal buildings. Well, Florida's got some sun. And hurricanes. So and basically what you're doing is you're putting things on roof that literally become projectiles, projectiles. <laughs> when the wind comes, rips off. Have you ever seen, I mean, good it's Lord. It's an expensive projectile. That's the danger of hurricanes. It isn't the wind. It's the crap that it picks up and throws at you yeah. at 200 miles an hour. I'm wondering, see, the morbid part of me is saying, I wonder how many people have been decapitated by crap in hurricanes. Well, are we going to have to look that up again? And not again, but, you know, like some of the other other stuff that we talk about. You'll be happy to know that the Banana River Sail and Power Squadron sponsors the annual holiday boat parade. They have an annual Ocean Reef and Beach Festival. And uh, let's see, on December 20th, 20, 2013, city announced plans to build a beachside trail that would allow people to walk, jog, and cycle along the coast. We we'll hook up to the proposed 40-mile A1A urban trail. And if you ever uh, if you ever go there, well, it's relatively close to the Kennedy Space Center, and you can uh, visit that there. So, congratulations to you, Satellite Beach, Florida, with literally one percent of our listenership. Appreciate that. And if you would like to sponsor, run ads on the show, send us an email: dnr at the show dot com. Yep, you feel free to uh, do a better job of talking about your. <laughs> Your locale than I have because frankly I don't remember much about it. I remember going there because I had to, you had to go out on an island. It's it's on an island. Okay. So it's like kind of like Miami, you know. You got Miami and then you got Miami Beach. Miami Beach is out on the island. Okay. Same thing here. You got to go out to Satellite Beach. It's on the island. But the dumb thing about it is you can't get from Satellite. Kennedy Space Center is just north of the island. But you can't, you got to go all the way around again. You can't, there's no causeway from that island, whatever that is, to, uh, and I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Of course, you made me try and do a search for, you know, how how many people have been decapitated by hurricanes. That's what we were doing. Saw the lights flashing. Uh, I thought, looking at the map of Satellite Beach? No, no, he's looking for decapitations and hurricanes. Yeah, it didn't come up, but one news article caught my my eye. Why have female hurricanes killed more people than male ones? (laughs) Well, that's a good question. Why, Rod, why have female hurricanes killed more people than men? I'm going to go out on a limb here and take a guess. You ready? 
Uh, sure. Should I write my guess down and you'll see if it was right? <laughs> this is kind of a long. It's National Geographic of all places. Yeah, so but I'm they got a summary down. sentence ready, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm writing down my answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've written down my answer. The great Darv Naki here, Dave Naki, Dave Nack. And uh, let's see what the answer is. We await your skin uh, the, reading. They, well, so the, the scientists think that the, the effect he found is due to unfortunate stereotypes that link men with strength and aggression. <laughs> and really? women with warmth and passivity. And that's why women have killed more? <sighs> that's not even close to my answer. Say the names certainly don't reflect the storm severity. They, as they, and they alternate genders from one to the next. But right. Here's my answer. You ready? The Dave Knack sure. answer. There's more of them that are named after women than men. Because <laughs> remember, they didn't start naming them for sure. men until recently. Yeah, that's, and, that could be. So that's what I went with. But they're they're citing gender biases in well, this article. Well, that would be gender bias, right? There's more women yeah. in hurricane, female hurricanes than than men hurricanes. That's what I would say. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I have no idea how this happened. That's so funny. So my son, I don't know what the hell he's doing. I, I guess he's on Xbox. I don't know. Somehow or okay. another, my computer has decided that the Xbox communication bar, that's what that beeping noise you keep hearing is. It's the I'm Xbox communication. Well, that's because you're on. I, I have you cut out of the recording. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're not hearing it, but... The, the listener is hearing this bidding, bidding, bidding. And I don't know where the hell it's coming from. You can go into the gaming settings and disable what all that stuff on your settings? PC. Windows 10 has gaming on, settings. On, on my computer? On Windows 10 has gaming settings built into it. So if you <sighs> if you do a, a Windows Eye yeah. and you do a search for gaming settings, you can disable all that stuff. I don't even know where it's coming from, though. How the heck? Is it, it, if, he, if he logged into your computer and logged didn't. in... He's got okay. his own account. He's got his own. Because I'm one of those people that doesn't care about. It says, it says game mode on. So should I turn that off? I just disable all the gaming stuff within Windows. Turn it off. It doesn't turn the games off. It just yeah. it, it disables all the communication stuff. And well, this the is Xbox. Keys. It's coming from Xbox. And I don't even know well, why. X- Xbox, Microsoft, right? Yeah. So it ties their, their gaming platforms all tie into the Windows. Not that you people cared, but there you go. Well, <laughs> this is my life. The more you know. <laughs> My son constantly running in here going, the internet's not working. It's working fine. It's not working on my computer. There's nothing I can do about it. Can I reset the modem? No. That's, that's a big mistake I made. Teaching my son how to reset the modem. Oh, that is, yeah, that's not good. Sitting here one day and everything went, Ow. Oh, I just reset the modem. It's usually, uh, see, I'm the one that's usually doing that in my family because I'm noticing something's off with the internet. Right. And so I don't, I don't tell the kids that I'm doing it. I just wait for them to scream. <sighs> like, there's nothing wrong with it. Why, why didn't you reset? Well, it wasn't working on my computer. Well, maybe the problem is you. Did you reset your computer? <laughs> <laughs> why would we do that? <laughs> why would we? And it's just going to get worse. And of course, now this, you know what this means? I'm just realizing this. What? You know what this means. And I don't know if you can hear him shouting, but he's screaming. So he's on his game machine. And uh, I can hear it clear as day. And my son is... son is... Yeah. He says everything twice. He says everything twice. My son does that too when, he, when he's gaming. Does your son do that too when he's gaming? Does your son do he that does. too when he's gaming? He does. And, and I will scream from my bedroom, stop saying everything twice. And he'll still do yeah. it. Anyway, he's in there yelling. And I just, I'm just realizing now that this probably means they're not going back to school. Yep. I'm stuck. The closures. It'll be this, it'll be the entire school year. I don't know. On the one hand, that may be good. But on the other hand, I'm so ready for him to go back to school. I see now that everything's closed. Because what am I supposed to do? Where do I take them? Parks are going to be closed. Everything's going to be closed. Nothing's going to be. Ugh. Rod, we've come full circle. Well, you can, you know, circle. You can take him to any one of those progressive rallies because they still allow those. (laughs) Thanks.
And on that note, I am the Dr. Rabbi Colonel Dave. And I am the Right Reverend Ronbo. And this has been... Do Not Resuscitate.